Welcome back to NMSU Sportscast. I'm your host, Dusty Carrasco. And I'm your co-host, Brandon Santamaria. And we're starting this episode off with Hideki Matsuyama. He wins his first green jacket at the Masters. Uh, you know, he was sensational uh, at this Masters. And, you know, he really deserved it. Uh, the Japan native, uh, yeah, he, he gets the green jacket. Yeah, and I mean, getting his first green jacket's got to feel really, really good. You know, uh, the Masters, even though, you know, I'm not one who really watches golf or anything like that, um, so I don't have much to say on it. Um, I still know, you know, I still know the Masters, and a lot of people who don't know golf know what the Masters is. So, you know, this is one of the bigger uh, tournaments, and Mr. Matsuyama, you know, he's just, um, I'm, I'm sure he's happy about it. You know, I'm sure he's proud of himself, and he should be. A really hard thing to win. Right, and, uh, you know, this one, it came down to, a uh, like one stroke Mm -hmm. honestly uh because i think he had negative 10 and the second place uh contestant had negative nine um yeah so you know he barely pulled this one out uh but he was able to pull it out and scott van pelt was saying something very interesting uh he was saying that you know if he were to win that you know he's gonna be worth uh, one billion dollars in japan And I mean, you know, um, I, um, I wouldn't doubt it just because, you know, uh, someone like that from Japan to come here and be able to pull off such a big accomplishment, you know, uh, that's obviously going to give you a lot of value from wherever you're from. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, Hideki Matsuyama, he gets that green jacket. Um, but we move over to the Cleveland Browns. They are expected to sign Jadeveon Clowning. How about that? Yeah, that's some pretty big news, you know, um, even though Clowney hasn't, you know, uh, exactly been himself the past couple years or so, hasn't been really uh, putting his name up there with the numbers and stuff like that. Um, he's still a really, really good player. And, you know, um, I remember him from the Texans whenever he would play side by side with J.J. Watt. So, you know, um, if anything, uh, something from J.J. Watt probably, you know, rubbed off on him. So that's already something right there. And Clowney's already, you know, an excellent player in it of himself. So so really, really good trade for the Browns. Right. And the Cleveland Browns, you know, just this past year in the playoffs, uh, taking out the Pittsburgh Steelers that were once 11-0. and 0. Um, So, you know, adding Jadavion Clowney to that roster and almost taking down the Chiefs. Almost forgot to mention that. Uh, you know, them signing Jadavion Clowney is huge. Um, so, you know, the Cleveland Browns, there's something to watch out for with Baker Mayfield at the head of that squad. Um, but also, uh, the Texas Tech star, Mac McClung, uh, he enters the draft after one season with the Red Raiders. He had a great season with Texas Tech, uh, you know, but they did get uh, taken out by Arkansas in the tournament. But, you know, Matt Mc- Mac McClung, like he's he's promising. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, even though he is only uh, entering the draft after just one season, sometimes one season is really all you need uh, whenever you're in college, you know, and I'm sure it's really exciting for him uh, just kind of, you know, as a young guy, as a young player, getting to be able to go to the NBA so early, you know, um, I'm sure he's got really high hopes and let's see what uh, he can do. Right, uh, but we move over to Julian Edelman. He is expected to retire after 12 seasons and three Super Bowl rings with the New England Patriots. 
Yeah, this is kind of uh, really, really big news. Might have been the biggest news, you know, just for the NFL the past couple days, just because uh, it was reported first that, you know, Julian Edelman, he did uh, fail a physical. Uh, so uh, after that, you know, um, it was announced maybe like 20, 30 minutes later that he was retiring. Um, and he has had a really, really good season. You know, I've seen a lot of debating right now going on about whether he's a he's a Hall of Famer or not. You know, uh, some people say he is, some people say he isn't. Uh, but, you know, with three Super Bowl rings, uh, there, there are a couple guys in the Hall of Fame that only have, you know, one or two. Or uh, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any that have zero. I'm, I'm trying to think of one, but I'm not sure if I can right now. But anyways, you know, um, it's still really, really, um, um, I, I, I guess it just doesn't seem maybe set in stone that he's going into the uh, Hall of Fame, but I'd say he has a pretty good case. Right, and uh, the Hall of Fame talk, uh, in the playoffs, Julian Edelman, he put up some numbers. He was uh, second all time behind uh jerry rice right behind jerry rice in uh pass receiving yards uh you know in the playoffs and uh i believe it was touchdowns in the playoffs so you know that's pretty good company jerry rice is in a hall of famer uh so you know in my opinion i think that julian edelman is definitely a hall of famer and that he should be inducted um but you know this was this was huge news uh jamal murray he tore his acl uh yesterday versus the warriors he was fighting knee soreness and i guess he was clear to play uh you know and then went down on a layup in golden state yeah that that's really bad news you know for uh you know Denver nugget fans really just nba fans everywhere just because jamal murray he's a really really fun player to watch you know really really talented and uh with a torn acl he's definitely you know done for the rest of the season uh so he's gonna have to start looking forward to next season and uh it's unfortunate that you know he was kind of already uh hurt before it happened so you know you never know if that might have played a factor in it or not but um i mean at the end of the day you know uh players get hurt all the time and that's just part of the business so right and um you know i think the nuggets team they're not out of the playoffs you know playoff contention just yet uh you know they still do have nikola Jokic, but it's just gonna be a lot harder to get a higher seed and uh you know to make a run in the playoffs because jamal murray's was so vital to this nuggets team yeah and i mean you know their playoffs hope uh the playoff hopes definitely you know they aren't dead uh just because uh the, the nuggets still are a really really good team like you said they do have a lot of talent still even after murray uh so i mean you know um they're they're definitely gonna make the playoffs you know um i i wouldn't doubt that but it starts getting to the point of you know uh, maybe uh the conference finals or the nba finals is where it starts getting you know a little fuzzy right um but again you know jamal murray having that uh huge injury and um uh, you know hopefully he's good for next season because you know i kind of feel on that for nuggets fans uh because clay thompson with golden state was huge and it's been affecting them you know this whole year and even last year uh you know especially when curry went down with uh that hand injury right um but we move over to saturday we're in the nba the celtics took on the minnesota timberwolves jason tatum just goes unconscious dropping 53 a new career high on the minnesota timberwolves these two score a boatload and the celtics win this one 145 to 136 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's just something that a guy like Jason Tatum is really capable of doing. Uh, I mean, any night, you know, he could go out and get you 40 points. Uh, in this case, he got 50-plus, uh, you know. So, I mean, that's that's really, really going to help the uh, struggling Celtics, you know, right now because they have been kind of struggling uh, this whole season, really, you know, compared to at least last season uh, where they found much more success. Right. Um, and, yeah, Jason Tatum, again, dropping a 50-burger. How about that? Uh, but also on Saturday, the Warriors took on the Houston Rockets. Stephen Curry goes off for 38 against an old arch rival while grabbing eight boards. And the Warriors take out the Rockets 125 to 109. Curry had 23 just in the third quarter and notches his sixth straight 30 point game, which is the longest streak in his career. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's really saying something uh, for him to have, you know, that longest streak right now in this season, uh, you know, in a season where they aren't exactly doing the best that they ever have been, you know, uh, even though they're not doing bad by any means. Uh, and I mean, you know, uh, the whole thing what, about him. Clay Thompson? <laughs> yeah, you know, with Clay Thompson and stuff. But, uh, you know, but with Steph Curry being able to score 23 points in a single quarter, you know, that's that was really an impressive stat Insane. to kind of point out. Yeah, yeah, that's really kind of what caught my eye, you know, about the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, Curry, uh, you know, just going off as of late. Uh, but we move over to the MLB on Saturday. The Padres took on the Rangers. Uh, Joe Musgrove threw the first no-hitter in San Diego Padres franchise history. And the Padres trumped the Rangers 3 to nothing. And I mean, you know, uh, that's that's really, really impressive news uh, whenever you see a no hitter because uh, those are really, really hard to, you know, pull off. Um, and, and, and it's always like a big deal in a baseball game uh, whenever someone's, you know, getting closer and closer to like pitching a no hitter. You know, you usually see things like um, they'll like leave the, uh, the pitcher alone. You know, he's kind of sitting by himself. He's kind of in his zone and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so so it is a really, really hard thing to do. And for it to be the first in franchise history is uh, it's a really impressive. Right, it's just, uh, it's marvelous. Um, and, you know, honestly, uh, my, uh, my friend, he was actually at this game. My friend uh, Jeremy, he, uh, he went to this game, so he was able to see a no-hitter in person. Uh, honestly, really, really jealous. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, when I saw that on his story, uh, you know, I was like, you were there for that no-hitter? He was like, hell yeah. I was like, damn. Was yeah, that's, like, that's history right yeah. there. Was he, uh, was he a Padres fan, a Rangers fan? Uh, or? Nah, he's actually a <laughs> – so he's a, a Red Sox fan. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, he went to go see that game because, you know, I think uh, – because, like, Texas, you know, he went to um, – I think it was – you know dallas or something like yeah, that or, so uh yeah he went to go see that game and he was able to see that no hitter how about that's that what's up. That's yeah what's up. that's what i'm saying uh but on sunday uh in the nba the lakers took on the brooklyn nets kyrie irving and dennis schroeder get ejected and the lakers surprisingly handle kd and the nets uh the nets go down 126 to 101 yeah, and I mean, you know, this is kind of the game over the weekend that uh, my, um, I, I saw probably the most coverage on, and that's only because of the ejections, you know. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it, it, it's not my place to say whether it was a good ejection or not. You know, I'm not really uh, a ref or anything like that. But, um, I mean, you know, it, it just does seem like these uh, these kind of, you know, whether it be fouls, of like the, like, like, like the more kind of uh, penalty fouls or whether it be ejections or all this stuff, like it just seems like there's been a lot of um, – 
there's been a lot of just commotion, you know, in that kind of area of the game right now. And um, obviously, you know, you can see the effects here with a team like the Brooklyn Nets, obviously being the better team, you know, going down to uh, uh, the L.A. team, you know, that really is struggling. Right. Um, also, on Sunday, the Jazz took on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Donovan Mitchell struggled in the first half, but still managed to get a season high 42 points. The Jazz win 128 to 112 and extend their home winning streak to 24. Yeah, and I mean, you know, um, honestly, it just seems like every time um, in, you know, these uh, episodes, whenever we list off a Jazz, uh, the Utah Jazz playing a home game, it just seems like their streak just keeps on going bigger and bigger. You know, it was getting 22, 23, 24. Um, it, it just kind of gets to the point where you're wondering, uh, where does it stop? You know, uh, when, 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 when uh, are they going to, you know, lose at home? <laughs> right. Um, we move over to the Trailblazers and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, in this one, Ennis Cantor had 30 rebounds, which is a Trailblazers franchise record, uh, to go along with 24 points, and the Trailblazers win 118 to 103. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's really, really uh, just kind of shocking to see. You know, 30 rebounds is really, uh, it, it, it's really this kind of uh, big deal just because, you know, he did score 24 points, and it's really rare when someone scores over like 20 points and you know they have uh, they have more rebounds than that so uh, not not something you see very often right um and yeah you know again 30 rebounds uh you know for Ennis Cancer that is huge uh also on Sunday in the MLB the Dodgers took on the Washington Nationals uh the Dodgers almost give this game away but they win it nine to five yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, this this game I kind of saw a little bit of, um, you know, both teams looked really good, uh, the Dodgers and the Nationals, two, uh, two I'm sure, contending teams. Uh, so so this was a really, really good game. And, you know, like you said, the Dodgers, they did almost lose it, but in the end, uh, they get the they get the job done. Right. Uh, we move over to Sunday, where in the NBA, the Nuggets took on the Boston Celtics. Uh, well, I mean, we stay with Sunday. Uh, yeah. The Nuggets were up 14 late in the third quarter. But the Celtics went on a 17-1 run to take the lead 82-80 early in the fourth. The Seas extended that run to 31-3 and went up 14 on Denver in the fourth. They make it an 18-point game with a minute to go, and they win it 105-87. Yeah, dominating win by the Celtics. And I mean, you know, a big reason for that is those, you know, like you said, those really, really long uh, runs that you get, Um, especially in the game of basketball. I mean, it's it's really a game where those kind of long run stretches, if you're able to get those, uh, you're you're pretty much guaranteeing yourself a win, if not a very, very comfortable lead, you know, for the rest of the game. Right. uh, We move over to the Mavericks and the Spurs. Uh, DeMar DeRozan goes for 33, including the game winner. Uh, the Spurs win 119 to 117. Yeah, really, really big shot, you know, by the Spurs uh, to clutch it up right at the end, you know, especially against a Dallas team that, you know, is, isn't, is like I've said before, the very, very best, but they're not exactly, you know, the worst of, uh, of the batch. So, I mean, you know, uh, they're, they're a pretty good team. And, you know, uh, DeRozan's really showing that uh, he, you know, uh, he's someone that Spurs and the, like, organization and the fans that they want someone to, like to keep. So we uh, we really want to keep them. <laughs> right. Uh, but we move over to the MLB where the Red Sox took on the Orioles. 
Uh, this one was looking like a football game in the bottom of the eighth with the Red Sox up 14-7 on the Orioles. The Orioles get two more runs and the Red Sox win 14-9. Yeah, and you know, like you said, uh, the score was looking like a football game when it was 14-7. And you know, those are really the kind of baseball games that I personally enjoy. It's the really, really high scoring ones, you know, just because uh, it's always cool to see the ball, you know, fly over for a home run or to see guys run around and, you know, scoring or something, so... Right, um, but we move over to the Yankees and the Rays. Uh, this one went to extra innings, and in the top of the 10th, the Yankees opened things up. They got a couple base hits as Gio or Urshela hit a triple, and the Yankees went up 8-4. to four. The Rays go down 1-2-3 in the bottom of the 10th, and the Yankees get it done 8-4. to four. Yeah, really, really impressive win by the Yankees, you know, not just because they were able to come in and, you know, uh, take the win, uh, but also because normally when you see these games going to the extra innings, uh, you don't normally see, you know, the winning team have double the score of the uh, of the other team. You know, you usually expect like maybe one or two runs higher than them. So that was pretty impressive. Right. And uh, as a Yankees fan, uh, I actually saw that game and, you know, it was it was pretty hype. Yeah. Uh, but also in the MLB, the Phillies took on the Atlanta Braves. Uh, this one ends on controversy as it appeared as if the Phillies player did not even touch home plate. Uh, the score was tied 6-6 six to six and the Phillies got a sacrifice fly in shallow left field. Uh, the throw was a bang-bang play at the plate and everybody and their mama saw on television Live television, the Philly player did not touch home plate, but he was still called safe, and the Phillies win 7-6. to six. And honestly, uh, you know, this makes me think the umpires, like, you know, they wanted to go home and didn't want to go extra innings. Uh, and also, you know, this was in Atlanta, so you could hear the whole crowd booing, and some fans even threw debris onto the field out of anger. Yeah, you know, uh, it really, really sucks to hear that uh, uh, such a good game, you know, such a really close game had to end the way it did. And I mean, you know, uh, there's just really kind of a lot to unpack there. But, you know, just to kind of go through it, um, I mean, the umpires, you know, uh, they kind of missed the call, you know, obviously. Uh, like you were saying, uh, the, the guy didn't look like he touched the base or anything. But I mean, you know, uh, that's just stuff for the umpire to do on the field. And even if it takes, you know, a little extra time after, you know, that's something you have to do. Um, and I mean, you know, uh, since you said it was in Atlanta, um, it's, it's obviously not, you know, a home crowd favorite or anything like that or a home job or anything like that. But I mean, you know, as for the fans throwing things out of anger, that 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 sucks to see. You know, uh, you, you never want to do that. I, I know you're mad. I know you're upset, but. You know, there are people, too, and you shouldn't really be throwing things on the field. But obviously, you know, you're not going to uh, stop people from doing what they want. Right. And, you know, they went to replay and everything. Uh, you know, I was watching this game and I saw that replay like 10 times. And I was like, OK, you know, they're going to reverse it because you can see that he clearly didn't touch the yeah. plate. Uh, they did not. And, you know, even me, but especially Braves fans were just really pissed about it. It's yeah. like, okay, like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but on Monday in the NBA, the Nuggets took on the Golden State Warriors. Stephen Curry is averaging 30 a game, and he had 30 by halftime. He also passed Wilt Chamberlain for the most points in Warriors history. Uh, Curry continued to be just lethal in the second half, knocking down 10 threes to have 48 through three quarters. Curry wasn't the only thing heating up in this one, though. 
uh, two fights almost broke out in the third and Jermichael Green got a technical for the Nuggets and that's when the Warriors blew it open. The Warriors went up 18 in the fourth and Curry added four more points to give him that 50 burger. The babyface assassin was almost a perfect 15 of 16 from the free throw line, 14 of 24 from the field, and an insane 10 of 18 from deep. Yeah, he buried 10 threes in this one. Curry goes off for 53 and the Warriors give it to the Nuggets in Golden State, 116 to 107. Yeah, and, you know, all all of that is really just, I mean, Stephen Curry, you know, just being him, doing what he does best. Um, and, I mean, you know, uh, whenever you had said that he had passed uh, Will, Chamber- uh, Will Chamberlain, you know, for most points in Warriors history, um, that, that kind of shocked me because I was under the impression that he already had that title, you know, just because that's how good of a scorer he is and that's how good he has been for such a long time, you know. Uh, so really uh, impressive for Steph Curry, you know, congratulations. And then as for the Nuggets, you know, obviously this loss got – uh, even worse because of the Jamal Murray news. But, uh, you know, in the end, uh, they just got to keep their heads up and keep pushing through the season. Right. Uh, we move over to the Jazz and the Washington Wizards. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has 17 in the first quarter to tie his most in the first in his career, while Bradley Bill had 23. Donovan Mitchell goes off for 42, but Russell Westbrook has a triple-double on the Wizards. Top the Jazz in a shocker. 125 to 121. Yeah, this was really the shocker game, you know, kind of from the past uh, kind of a couple days in the weekend, you know, just because uh, no one really saw the Washington Wizards coming in and being the Utah Jazz. And, you know, uh, the thing that I saw from the game uh, that a lot of people probably saw was uh, the kind of last shots where Westbrook had fired him. I think it was a two pointer from around like the free throw and uh, after he made it you know he yelled that's game he was like yeah, that's yeah, game no, so. honestly uh i saw that on sports center you just read his lips yeah. you know that's game um and yeah he did call game uh we moved to the suns and the rockets the suns had 18 threes in the first half to tie an nba record and finished with 25 threes and the suns hold off the rockets 126 to 120 yeah, and I mean, you know, that stat of having the most uh, threes and a half, you know, for the whole NBA, you know, being an NBA record, that's really just kind of uh, showing that this Phoenix Sun team really is serious. And, you know, uh, they really do kind of want to pick off where they left off last year uh, in the bubble, being the only team, you know, to go undefeated. So I'm sure uh, that that, that kind of just sat in their mind, you know, the whole uh, offseason. Right. Um Last game in the NBA I want to talk about. The Pelicans took on the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox has a monster game with 43 points, but Brandon Ingram drops 34, while Zion racks up yet another 30-point game, and the Pelicans beat the Kings 117-110. to Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's just really the formula. At least that's what it looks like for, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans is they got to get guys like Ingram and Williamson. You know, they got to get those guys really um, working and they really got to get them working together, you know, to be able to score these points and, you know, uh, do what they do best, which is just play ball. Right. Uh, In the MLB uh, yesterday, the Yankees took on the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Kyle Higashioka. I think that's how you say it. Uh, he homers twice and carries the Yankees on his back. One of his homers was a two-run shot, so he scored all three of the runs for the Yankees as they topped the Blue Jays 3-1. to one. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, that's just really, uh, I, I guess, pretty impressive, you know, uh, to have two home runs, you know, in the game. Uh, I, yeah, I would say that that would be carrying the team, you know, just because um, uh, both both of the runs would have been, you know, enough to win the game since Toronto was only able to score one point. Uh, they didn't even really need the last run there at the end. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's really, really good stuff to be able to home run twice in a game, I'm sure. Uh, you know, he got Shioka. He's got to be feeling really good. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, one of them was a, a two-run shot. So, like, you know, he he had three RBIs. Oh, so, he so, had all okay. the runs. Yeah, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. they scored because um, of him. So, yeah, they, they okay. literally, like, he literally carried right. him on his back. Uh, just like I do with my partners in beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, <laughs> True. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of NMSU Sportscast. I've been your host, Dusty Crosco. And I've been your co-host, Brandon Santamaria. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Adios, everyone.